Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the social index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. Welcome to Marketing Today. I'm your host, Alan Hart, managing partner of Atomic, combining brand science and creative fire. Today on the show, I've got Bridget Russo, CMO of Shinola. Bridget was recently named 2016 Brand Genius by Adweek. Under her leadership, Shinola has positioned itself not only a must-have brand for consumers who value American craftsmanship, but also as an engine for economic revitalization. From its built-in Detroit tagline to its video ads, Shinola has perfected a unique brand based on storytelling and local pride. Companies grown from 20 million in 2013 to just over 100 million in the last year. It's also racking up powerful fans. Bill Clinton wore the Shinola watch at this summer's Democratic National Convention. Well, Bridget, welcome to the show. Please Thank share. You. You're welcome. You're welcome. Share a little bit about yourself. Um, I know. You're at Shinola, you're the CMO, but tell me and the listeners what Shinola is. It's a great company from what I can tell, and give me a little bit more detail on what the CMO role is there. Sure. Uh, Well, first off, Shinola really is a modern American design brand whose mission is to create jobs in America. So we started with a watch, something that hasn't really been made in the U.S. in over 40 years, and built a watch factory in Detroit. I moved here actually from New York. I come from uh, more of a fashion background and started in PR and then transitioned into marketing sort of halfway through my career. So Bridget, your background coming into the CMO is a little different than normal. Can you kind of give me a recap of where you got started and then how you made it to Shinola? Sure. I actually started thinking that I was going to be a journalist. I went to school um, NYU for journalism and graduated with a journalism degree. And quickly what happens for any of those who have 
sort of followed the same path, you end up in advertising or PR. Uh, I ended up in PR. Um, I was very lucky. It was right at the moment when social media was hitting. You know, I, I started on the agency side, worked my way up, went in-house to uh, Diesel Denim Brand as a PR director and got more involved with presence marketing. So that's when the big mobile marketing craze was happening. And social media started to creep in. And so advertising started to not work like it used to anymore. And it was an opportunity because I do very much so feel that social is a function of PR. That sensibility, that two-way street conversation was how I was trained. You know, we in PR, you don't buy your way in, right? You have to sort of have that conversation, that negotiation, whether it be with a journalist a journalist or with the consumer. So I think that sensibility helped me transition from my PR background into marketing, where I eventually went in-house to Eden, uh, which is a clothing brand started by Bono and his wife, Allie Hewson, uh, to build trade in Africa. And that was very much so. The whole sort of concept was built on this storytelling from literally the seed to the shelf. Uh, so it was kind of, you know, a perfect uh, entry ground for me to then come to Shinola again with a focus on the supply chain. But in this case now, based in Detroit, uh, we do get our some of our parts um, from overseas. But again, it is built here and it's building a community and a workforce here in Detroit for jobs that are desperately needed. Awesome. I'm really glad I asked you that question. <laughs> Yeah. I got lucky. I mean, what can I say? I got real lucky, but I worked real hard. <laughs> no, I know, but it's it's funny. So I've got a sweet spot in my heart. My wife is a journalist by background as well. It quickly made the transition, like yourself, to uh, to PR. She stayed in PR, but um, it's um, it's a skill set that I think is underutilized in marketing today. And uh, to your to your point, you can't buy your way in. You have to earn, literally, earn your way right. in. So, so it's called earn media. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, congrats on being named to a 2016 brand genius by Adweek. What does being called a genius mean to you? Uh, well, certainly, it's not just to me. I, I think from the very beginning, Shinola has been a collaborative effort, starting with the city of Detroit and certainly the people who built this company and the brainchild of our founder, Tom. Um, so, I think it's a, a collective award, if you will that really belongs to the people who are building these watches and, and making these amazing products. As far as what it means to us, I think it's really meaningful for Detroit, you know, a city that's known for cars to enter into the market with a new luxury good, that being a watch. I think it's really meaningful for the city and it's certainly meaningful for the people who work here and who are building those watches every day. So the company has been on a tremendous growth spurt um, over the last three years, going from 20 million in revenue to 100 or over 100 million in revenue. Can you help us understand how that happened? And really, what was marketing's role as well as helping to drive that growth? You know, I do believe it was the right product at the right place at the right time. I don't think any of us could have predicted how quickly the brand would catch on, but we were certainly excited from the first launch back in March of 2013. We launched our first product our first watch called the Runwell, and it launched online before anyone had actually even seen the watch. In fact, we hadn't even made the watch just yet. And in 
seven days, seven, eight days, the watch sold out. And that was before anyone would actually receive it for three to four months. So that was really the beginning of the spark. We knew that people in Detroit certainly were supportive of the brand and in the Michigan area. We had no idea what the response would be in the U.S. and even overseas where we opened a store in London a few years ago. Uh, But I think what people can relate to is that Detroit, apart from being a great American city that really helped build the fabric of, of who we are today, but it's also a city of, of hope. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of not its heyday anymore or, or, you know, when it used to be over a million people and now we're a population of 700,000. Uh, so to think that a great American city like Detroit can get back on its feet um, and reinvent itself is something that people can relate to, whether they're in New York, L.A., London, or Minneapolis, for that matter. So what do you see for Shinola evolving over the coming years? How, where do you think the company is headed? That's a good question. I think for us, we're constantly breaking new ground, creating and getting into new categories. So we started with watches, leather goods, bike, bicycles, journals. We'll be launching audio with a turntable this November. Uh, so I, I think really kind of taking a different look at what American luxury means and redefining that, you know, meaning we feel is the new luxury. It's not about logos and labels, but it's really about products with purpose and products that were made with thought and care and certainly products that are authentic and have great stories to tell. That's great. I mean, one of the big components of your story is a focus on economic development and what you're doing in Detroit for that matter. What do you think marketers can learn from your focus on that that could be adopted elsewhere? You know, we've learned and we've always felt that place mattered. So for us, our home is Detroit. And I think what people don't realize is that story of provenance, no matter where you're from, it's something that people can relate to and buy into. Uh, It adds depth to a brand, but it has to be real. If I just sat here in a marketing office with a little storefront and we were, you know, putting out the ads that we do, it wouldn't be real and this brand wouldn't be successful. So, you know, it's really about finding what that that true authentic story is and showing that it has greater impact beyond just selling products. Do you think it only works for growing brands like yours or could a large company, say a, a Walmart, do it as well? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. It's certainly a lot easier when you start with that purpose. It's a little more difficult when you try and back into it. But I think, again, you need to think about whether you're a big company, mid-sized company, what are, what's at the core of what that brand is? was why was it started what does it stand for what does it mean to people and then see how you can expand on that connection whatever it may be in our case it's a place you know i i think you have to start there but certainly it's hard for me to uh to think what a walmart could do that is similar to shinola but i'm sure they can find something in their story banks also talk about you know their focus on community development whether it's giving loans or um just philanthropy back in the communities that they touch do you think there's an an opportunity for somebody like that that really has a direct impact on financing or availability of funds yeah i mean that's an an important piece of the puzzle and if it's real and authentic and there isn't you know sort of funny business going on on the flip side then absolutely there's an opportunity there because if you go into these markets you know it's a great place for young entrepreneurs to come into town but ultimately they do need funding and whether that comes from a private or public source if a bank can really you know be that catalyst absolutely why not one of the things that caught my eye about Shinola is the storytelling that you do about the craftsmanship about where you come from that sense of place like you talked about and just wrapping that all in an american luxury story what tips or advice would you have for other marketers wanting to become better storytellers i think you definitely you know need to find what is your singular message that you want to get out there and then carry that across all your different touch points and make sure that that story is being told in one in some way shape or form across all channels you know that every piece of marketing from a press release to a company brochure is treated with the same care and voice and sensibility. You know, I've never worked for a company where literally every single word is scrutinized, you know, a lot of stuff that the consumer doesn't even see. Uh so that consistency of of messaging is important and also and it's something that we're going to be challenged with very soon as we grow these new categories, we can't forget about the historical categories because watches is still you know opportunity for growth leather goods etc uh so it's about how you find that balance and what's the unifying message that ties them all together great tips I'm starting to call this section the couch and the crystal ball section so stepping back and thinking about you as a marketer you as an individual um what what fuels you what drives you that's a very good question um I I definitely like the idea of being part of the beginning of something. You know, being on the ground floor in this case of Shinola of a city like Detroit that's, you know, rebuilding, that's something that personally interests me to be able to work with such amazingly talented people, to have such close proximity to the people who are working on product, not just from design, but are actually building watches and leather goods right here. it's it's a unique opportunity and i think that excitement and also that pressure that you have you know when something's new we you know 
some folks know us and a lot of people don't, you know, so there's a constant pressure and I certainly don't have the budgets that let's say a more mature brand, certainly not within the watch category or fashion category for that matter would have. So uh, maybe I thrive on the, uh, on the pressure. Now you made that trip from New York to Detroit. I can only imagine you had to at least scratch your head once. Do I really want to do this? Um, you know, it didn't really hit me until I was sitting in an empty apartment as I was waiting a week for my furniture and it was the middle of January in Detroit that I thought, hmm, <laughs> is this a good idea? But, uh, honestly, that was, you know, soon after uh, I've made fantastic friends, there's no way that I could be marketing this brand anywhere, but in Detroit, sitting in an office in New York just didn't make a ton of sense. You know, no regrets. You can't. You don't know if you do, if you never try, right? So you got to take a leap. New York isn't going anywhere, so I can always go back. But uh, I'm I'm very happy where I am. Great. Well, what brands or companies do you think people should take notice of? Usually, I find marketers like yourself are students of of the business. I mean, there's definitely brands out there I admire. You know, I think Tesla is a really interesting brand. You know, of course, Apple. I think every marketer would say that. You know, brands that are really taking a different approach and, and, um, shaking up an industry, you know, I would say those two are the primary ones. And then Virgin just for the sheer nature of the diversity and the tenacity that that brand has. There's probably lessons there too, as you expand your categories. I mean, the number of categories that Virgin is in is endless. It seems. It's impressive. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and sometimes you, you do something and it works out and sometimes you try something out and it doesn't. So it's just about managing the risk taking. And, you know, if, if, if one thing does work out, it, there's a huge return, you know, some may argue that building our factory and our headquarters here in Detroit was a risk, but a risk we were willing to take. And of course has, you know, Detroit has, it's not what we've done for Detroit. It's really what Detroit has done for us and continuing to be humbled by that and hoping to return the favor and doing as much as we can to shine a positive light on the city. That's awesome. Last question. What do you predict for the future of marketing? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> big one, big one. Uh, I think more and more it will be in the hands of the people. You know, I, I Maybe it's because I come from more of a PR background that I think that way. But I think the sort of big marketing, talking at people, but more so of a collaborative effort with the consumer and with the brand. And hopefully, you know, there's a lot of talk, certainly in the manufacturing, coming back, but coming back in different ways. There's a need for small batch manufacturing. So I would hope that it's not just about the brands that can spend the most money, but the ones that can make the best connections with consumers. And sometimes that might be with, you know, smaller groups, um, you know, but that there's more opportunity for a diverse group of brands to connect with consumers versus just, you know, the big guys, uh, the big guys aren't going anywhere, but just like to see a a little bit more of a level playing field. That's probably more of a utopia dream state, but (laughs) You know, one can dream. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. I sound like Bernie Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) You do a little bit. You do. (laughs) 
Well, Bridget, thank you for coming on the show today. I'm sure marketers all around the country and hopefully the world will get some takeaways out of what you had to say today. Thank you. Thanks for having me.